Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm taking your calls and helping you navigate your sex and relationship questions. Topics include what to do when the sex has died in your relationship, how to get over anal anxiety, what to do when your partner isn't as fresh as a daisy, why enhancing intimacy in your relationship will lead to better sex, and why we should all stop being so hard on our sexual selves, myself included. All this and more, thanks for listening. Looking back, a lot of things changed my life last year, but the biggest impact came from using my intensity as part of my Kegel exercise routine. I've been doing it for over a year now, and the results blew my mind. It is so easy and satisfying to use. It does your Kegel exercises for you automatically. I just lay back and let it do its thing. Besides no longer worrying about accidentally peeing when I sneeze or cough or laugh or send a text, I have Kegels of steel, and my orgasms are stronger and more intense than ever. The intensity looks like a rabbit vibrator, but it has two pads on the shaft that deliver gentle electrostimulation directly to the pelvic floor muscles, essentially performing an extremely effective Kegel workout. When the creators noticed that the only reported side effect of the intensity was an intense orgasm, they added pulsations and an external stimulator, turning the intensity into an incredible vibrator-Kegel exerciser hybrid. I could go on about the intensity, or you can watch the video review I made. Just click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pormoi.com slash Emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash Emily to learn more today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe to our podcast. You can now listen to us on iHeartRadio. God, there are so many podcast platforms now. Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, all those things. I love it. And you guys, we've got some great blogs on our site I think you'd really like. You should check it out. You guys, we're updating it all the time. And this one is trending this week. You guys love this one. Ethically Sexy Porn with a Plot. This is for women of the world who want porn worth watching. We've got some great recommendations, so check that out. Okay, guys, if you didn't already know, here at Sex with Emily, August is Alternative Sex Month. And of course, we're having a contest, kind of like our Masturbation Month contest, which was amazing. Um, You guys sent in so many cool submissions, and we're doing it this month. We're celebrating how you're moving out of your comfort zone. How are you exploring new things or sensations? You know, are you opening a dialogue with your partner about stuff that you want to try in bed? Or are you trying new things that make you feel really good about yourself? Are you touching yourselves in different ways? You know, what's outside your sexual box? I want to know. Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com and we will pick four winners who will receive amazing sexy prizes. And we love it if you're brief. I mean, it'd be too brief, but the Masturbation Month submissions, while amazing, it took us a, a month to read them all. Because we read them all. We love them. So be brief, but, you know, detailed, but brief. How's that? Thank you. Can't wait to hear from you. And always follow me on social media. Um, We love hearing from you. I love hearing from you. I read all of your snaps, all your posts, everything. It's awesome. So it's at Sex with Emily, Instagram, 
Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter. Yeah, that's what we got for you. I'm ready to get into the show, you guys. We've got some great calls lined up. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, that is amazing. We make it so easy for you guys. Just text me. It's so easy. You just text Ask Emily one word to 797979, and then immediately you get a link back. And when you get that link, you can fill out the form, submit your question, and it's easy. And you can also do it on the website, of course, at sexwithemily.com via the Ask Emily tab. And as always, include your gender, your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. And we're so excited to hear from you. Okay, we have Rose. She's 24 from Tampa, Florida, and she wants to talk about how to get her partner to take a shower before sex. Hi, Rose. Thanks for calling. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm so good. Happy to be talking to you. So tell me about what's going on. So I started having sex with this guy a few months ago, um, on and off. And last time we had sex, I was going down on him and I noticed it kind of smelled, not smelled a little funky, but like after a day. Yeah. So how do I ask him to like take a shower? Right. I get it. I mean, this is this is a really, really great question because I think a lot of people are like, oh, my God, they, they deal with this or they just kind of um, plow through it. I think that the best thing is just like, let's take a shower together. Like you probably maybe you already have showered. You're like, I don't want to shower again. But that could be a great way to do it and say, I think it'd be hot if we took a shower right now. Was that something you'd be comfortable saying or you don't want to be a part of it? You just want him to shower? I, I don't think we've been having sex long enough for that for me to be comfortable enough to ask him to take a shower. Okay. No, I don't right. know. Okay. Because I'm thinking he's your casual, it's casual sex and sex in the shower can be, can be fun. So you could be like, I, why don't we jump in the shower? And I, if you're not comfortable with that, see, here's the thing that I, message I want to get out there is that you're not wrong, Rose. I think that for men and for women, when you're having sex, and I didn't learn this until like a little bit, like probably until, I don't know, a little bit later, or I would have been better to learn it earlier that before you have sex with somebody, you should wipe down. You should, if you think yeah, it I could know. happen, it might happen. You go in the bathroom, you use some soap and water, use a towel and just wipe down. And so I feel like this is yeah. common knowledge, but apparently it's not because I hear about this all the time. What does he do for a living? Does he come over after he's working all day? Like, does he do outdoor labor or is he just like sitting in an office? We work in an office. Okay. I think this is, you know, I think you could just say to him, I feel like this is such a tricky one. I'm like thinking, I think I feel like you want to, uh, I think. Hold on, I'm just trying to think here because if you don't want to shower with him, I think you just have to say, I know. no, I know it's funny because I usually I've, I've had this question a lot. I think you just say, babe, um, I love going down on you. It's so hot, whatever. But I just think um, I'm I like to kind of wipe down before sex. Like after the day, this is what you say. Ready, Rose? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. My brain is like spinning with all these ideas. I think next time he comes over, does he come to your house or you go to his house mostly? I go over. OK, you go to his house. Yeah. So I think you could either say, um, you could say on the phone, do you guys, are you text probably, right? Beforehand? Yeah. You could say, I'm jumping in the shower, I'll be over, and you should jump in the shower too because I can't wait to taste you or something. I can't wait to. Mm, good idea. Yeah. Like, I'm jumping in the I shower, like you should too because I'm going to be like all over you. Like, I want to eat you for dessert or something like that and make it playful. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's one thing. The other thing you could do is when you get there, you'd be like, yeah, you know, um, you could just say to him, don't you want to shower after work? I feel like um, I always shower after work and I feel so much better. I feel so much fresher, whatever. And maybe he'll get the hint that way. Because here's the thing. And I know that in the show, I'm all about communication. People are like, you should just tell him he smells. And I just feel like men could take that a little better than women. But I feel like 
it's still a really touchy thing. So when he kisses, you could say, oh, you're so you smell sexy, sweaty. You know, as soon as I kiss a guy and I'll be like, oh, you smell sweaty, sexy or you know what I mean? And then they, that might be a hint. And if he doesn't, you okay. could say, you know what? When you guys start flowing around, say you smell like I'm just wondering if you could maybe go wiped out or wash your hands and, and go kind of clean up because I do that before sex and I just I just think it's really hot when you do that and again yeah I sh- mean yeah I take my time to go take a shower before I go to over to his so why doesn't he you know right I do think right. that you could say to him I shower before I see you and it would just feel really good to me and it would make me feel cared for if you could dump in the shower before we have sex and I can't wait to have sex with you like you can even start That's making out with him and heating him up and getting him turned on so it's not like you walk in and you're like you didn't shower because that's not hot. <laughs> so I think it's kind of part of your foreplay. And you're like, okay, well, okay. after you go shower, then we're going to continue. And you just kind of make it playful and have them jump in. I like and I that. do I'll think you guys that. could jump in together. That would be really fun, too. But you can I work know, up to that. Yeah, maybe later. Okay, good. So you got <laughs> maybe the Maybe in the future. <laughs> okay, have fun with it. Seriously. Thank you. Bye. Thanks a lot. Um, thanks for calling. Good luck with that. I, that's interesting, you guys, because I think that, just listen to what I'm saying. I feel like... You know, cleanliness is, 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 it's important and hygiene and we're touching so many things at all day long. We're at work and it just, and we feel better when we shower. We feel better when we're clean. We feel more confident and you never know when sex is going to happen. So why not always be prepared? We have Renee. She's 30 from Southwest Ohio and she wants to talk about this mental block she has about having anal sex. Hi, Renee. Thank you for calling. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah. So tell me what's going on. Tell me the story. You got a mental block around Uh, anal sex. Let's break it down. Yeah. So, so first of all, really quick history. I've always been pretty, I don't want to say reluctant, but very closed minded in what I considered sex and sexual. Um, But thanks to your podcast, I have been a lot more open, um, exploring different things. So, um, you know, it's really taken my sex life to the next level. And one thing that my boyfriend has always been really interested in is anal sex. He's always trying to stimulate the anus area, you know, during intercourse. And then uh, I knew it was a big turn on for him, but it's always really freaked me out. <laughs> so okay. I've always just said, absolutely not. Right, but, right. You know, recently, I've been, I've been more open to things and, you know, I'm actually starting to think about it. I've read a lot about it. I feel like it could potentially feel really good. I've read a lot of people that said, you know, it does feel good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I want to try it. However, every time I think about actually doing it, I just get so really freaked out (laughs) by it. Um, I know it's a huge turn on for him and and he does so much for me to turn me on. But I just, I want to do something equally as turn on for him. I got it. Okay, well, that's good. Well, let's talk about breaking it down then because it sounds like, you know, the whole, when you think about it, you're like, oh my God, his penis is inside of my butt and it's going to, it's giving you anxiety. (laughs) So let's break it down into like smaller chunks. So if you think about it, you said that it does, he's trying to like touch you and that's kind of the right way to do it. So I feel like that to take it into small, small chunks would mean that he should just start to stimulate your anus, you know, using some lube, using his fingers and not actually going inside yet so just you getting comfortable with how it feels because there's a lot of nerve endings on the outside so it could feel really good to you maybe not 
I mean, it probably, I think it will if you're relaxed. So here's the other thing about anal sex. So what I'm gonna, well, first I want to tell you is that I want to teach you different parts so you could break it down. But the number one problem I think with anal is exactly what you're saying is that even people who want to have anal sex and they're really excited about it or they, you know, they're just, they're ready. The problems come when we're, we're too anxious and we don't breathe. And so the thing happens, what happens is when we, we tense up, right? And then you're like clenching, mm-hmm. you know, your sphincter muscles, which is exactly what needs to be relaxed so you can enjoy anal sex. And so the practice of just like breathing and like relaxing into your body is just a great practice to have always, <laughs> and especially when you're having sex. And then when you're moving into anal. So I feel like when he starts to touch you there, like let him know, like I'm ready to explore, but like let's just start with touch. So you would just be lying there and it really helps to be turned on. So maybe you like, he goes down on you and you have, you have an orgasm, like a clitoral orgasm or you have sex even, or it's rather than just like combining it, I think actually would be a great part of foreplay. And he could just start touching you with his finger and you're breathing, right? You're consciously like, like deep breaths, right? Like all through your body, like in, you know, you're in through your nose, like out through your mouth, but you're like breathing down, like deep breaths to your pelvic floor. So you're open and you're not disconnected at all, right? And you just keep breathing. And then you see how that feels. And then he could like maybe stick a pinky in the next time or like in the next week. And then you feel how that feels. And then you could try like a butt plug. And then maybe you, can, you could move into anal. I mean, I'm sure you, you said you've read a lot about it. And we've talked about like ways to have anal sex on the show. But I think that if you go slow and you know that it's not just going to happen in one felt swoop, how does that feel to you? How does it sound to you? Um, so it sounds good. We actually have done, um, I did let him use a finger. Okay. Um, once, I actually let him do it twice. The first time was, not very enjoyable. We didn't use lube. Um, you didn't? But it was... Okay. It, 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 it stung. It was like, yeah, it kind of... We used lube, but it, it kind of stung. Oh, um, okay. You got to get the it, anal sex lube from of, Joe. Okay. Anyway, I'll tell you that after. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You need the right lube, <laughs> and it, it stung. It better the second time that I let him do it, but afterwards, it was just that whole... Just that whole idea that... It, I, it just felt weird afterwards. Like mentally, I felt weird. And that's why I realized this is just a, a mental thing right. that I'm, I'm trying to get over. So you're feeling like, because you're feeling there's some taboo around it and that the butt's only for exiting, things exiting, not entering, that kind of thing. Like it's really the next level of taboo. Is that what you think in your brain? You're like, that's wrong. You're violating. I, I think so, yes. Okay. And, you know, like I mentioned a little earlier, is you know, this, I have just gotten in more into um, like sexual exploration mm-hmm. recently. So, I mean, there's been a lot of times that I've just had sex just to have sex, you know, and I've gotten past that and realized that I can enjoy it. Yeah. Um, good. So, so this is still all very new for me. So I don't know if some of it's coming from that. Well, um, I think maybe, maybe if I just, like you said, maybe I just need to keep trying small things. Um, yeah. it, it turns me on to turn him on. Right. And vice versa, I'm sure it turns him on, turns you on. That's that's super healthy. And here's the other thing. I want to take the pressure off yourself. First of all, Renee, let me tell you this. I'm so proud of you. And that's just that's really amazing that you actually have listened to the show and you've been inspired and you actually see changes in your sex life. People go their entire lives and they have sex the same exact way over and over again. So the fact that you're like, I'm open and I'm doing more is amazing. So maybe we take anal off the table for a while. And you're like, you know what? That still makes me anxious and I'm not ready yet. And maybe this, you have this pressure, you know what I mean? And, and he'll he'll be cool with that, I think. I mean, he should be. He's your boyfriend. And then see if you can kind of 
work it in, you know, later when you feel that it's better for you and you feel like it's the right time. And then I think it'll naturally happen because there's probably so many other things that would turn them on too, right? But you're focused on the one thing you're not doing it, but yet you're doing all these other things, which is amazing. So maybe it's going a little too fast for you. You got to catch up with what you're doing with your body, like your head, your body have to kind of be aligned here. I don't want you to pressure yourself because it's really not about having to indefinitely use lube, always the right kind of lube. Like that's important. How does that sound? Yeah. No, that that does sound good. Maybe I think you're right. I need to take the pressure off myself mm-hmm. and just remove, but just remove it out of my mind completely, and yeah. then and let him know, like baby steps until it feels okay. Yeah, exactly. And maybe maybe during masturbation, like if you want to play with it on your own, and like use a finger, use lube, like when you're fantasizing, masturbating, and just so you get comfortable with it. Just like I always tell women to like, you know, explore their own bodies first because we know best what feels good to us. So you can kind of work that in. No pressure. Again, I don't want you to feel, but um, I think you're doing great work. So yeah, I would just go easy on yourself. Um, so I have a, a really short second part to my sure. question. Also doing a little bit of, you know, thinking about this. I also feel like maybe because if, I think the natural, I don't know, I've never, I've never actually had anal. Um, I think the natural position is to be in a doggy style, similar position. And whenever I do that with regular intercourse, I mean, I know a lot of women really love it, but I, I don't enjoy it. It feels really tight. Like almost, oh, almost okay. like, I, like yeah. I can feel my vagina filling up with air. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah. Um, and so, so I don't know if that's maybe I'm adding extra oh, pressure you're on like myself linking because them. of that. I feel like it's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. I got it. You're linking it up. I totally make sense. And I got to tell you something. I it's not actually not the I mean it's a common position, but you can have anal sex lying on your back and you lift your legs up. It's like your missionary position, but his penis is going in your anus. You could also have it in the spooning position. Is another really popular first time position for anal. So doggy style, I think, is one of the options, but not the only option. And, and not as popular as people think, because you'd assume that it is doggy style. And maybe in porn, it is more so. But you could definitely have it on your back or in the spooning position. So maybe if you just kind of reframe it like that, that might feel better to you, too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did that you want to... Well, thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. But also the doggy style thing, I mean, did you want to go into why you feel anxiety there? Or do you just... <laughs> I didn't well, know if you had a question about that or if it was just more about anal. I just want to make sure we're taking care of everything for you here. <laughs> no, that, no, that's a, that was the biggest, I mean, you know, it's been weighing on me a lot. I mean, we've been together for a really long time. Okay. So obviously he hasn't pressured me into this at all. Um, he's been happy without it for a very long time. <laughs> okay. But, um, but, but it's still, uh, yeah, I just, that was the main thing. But the, the doggy style, yeah, it just, I feel like, Every woman just like raves about it, and it's I don't think not that, something I've okay. ever been able to find enjoyment. No, from. that's fine. You know, a lot. Of, I I don't hear that. I hear that it's men rave about it, and women are like some women like it, some women don't. But a lot of women just need more clitoral stimulation. So you might want to like use your fingers, hold up a small vibe. But some people just don't like how it feels. You're totally that's completely typical. You're go, you're cool. Okay. You're good. You're all good. I'm I'm, I'm happy <laughs> for you. Keep doing you. Awesome. Take care of yourself. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Renee. You. So good to talk to you. Thanks. You too. I appreciate all the help. Yes, the you're so welcome. I love hearing from you. Thank you. Right. Bye. Have Bye. a good night. Bye. That was interesting because her question was about anal, but we found two things out that we all assume that everybody else is doing sex a certain way and that we're failing, right? So Renee assumes that everybody woman's going to like anal or that every woman likes doggy style position, which... I don't assume that everybody likes anything, right? 
And so I think it's totally okay to say, you know what? That's not my thing. I've tried it. Doesn't feel right. And these other things do feel good to me. So like, that's totally okay. And I like that she's asking really about how to make anal sex better or how to make it enjoyable. But you shouldn't really rush into any sex act if you don't feel like you're ready. And then it's your time. And also use a lot of lube. If I didn't emphasize that enough, use lube. And Joe has anal lube. How great is that? Yep, it's for anal sex. Okay, and now we're going to take a quick break and give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you for supporting them. And thanks for supporting the show, you guys. I love you. We'll be right back. A couple of months ago, I very proudly promoted the Kickstarter campaign for UV, a revolutionary product that I'm pretty sure was invented just for me. Well, thanks to you, the campaign was a success. And now you can order one for yourself. UV is the only product on the market that can sanitize sex toys while charging and discreetly storing them. It was my favorite innovation of 2016. Why? Because it solves two serious toy challenges at once. It charges and cleans your toys. That's right, you'll never reach into your goodie drawer again to find a lifeless, unwashed toy. Such a bummer when that happens. And it's so cool. It's an ultraviolet cleaning system that eliminates 99.9% of harmful bacteria found on sex toys. Plus, its onboard USB port keeps your rechargeable toys ready to go. UV is available in two sizes, the Go Play and the larger Home version. Believe me, I will be furnishing my home with a dozen of these things because... You know how many toys I have. Your support helped bring the UV to life. And now you can order one. To learn more, just click on the UV banner on my website or visit uvclean.com. That's U-V-E-E clean.com today. You know what's better than hot, sweaty summer sex? Jumping in the shower together and continuing the fun as you clean up. I know what you're thinking. Shower sex sounds good in theory, but you need the balance of an Olympic gymnast to get the job done. Wrong. My friends at Sports Sheets have solved everything with their sex in the shower collection. I'm obsessed. It all starts with their suction mount handles, foot rests, and restraints. You just suction them to your shower wall and you hang on. No more acrobatics, no more crashing on the floor. While you're in there, grab Sports Sheets Waterproof Massager or my absolute favorite, the Vibrating Mesh Sponge. Yep, it's like your normal loofah, but has a vibrator tucked into it. Can you say genius? It is so cool. To see all this and more, check out the Sex in the Shower line at sportsheets.com slash Emily or click on the Sportsheets banner on my site. Okay, we have William. He's 43 from Colorado and he's conflicted. Feels like his relationship has fallen flat with some major challenges going on. Hi, William. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to talk to you. So tell me about what's going on. Okay, so we've been dating for a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. To kind of preset this, my wife passed away, um, like, be right before we started dating. Um, she had cancer, so mm. she had cancer for 14 and a half months. And at first, I didn't think I wanted to, you know, date or go out or anything. But after about two weeks of sitting at home, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I got on Tinder, started meeting some people. And I met this girl, and just from the instant we met, it felt um, there was a, a spark right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and we started doing really good and everything for a couple months, and then it just started going flat. She was really distant with me, and after probably, I don't know, six, seven months after that, I started getting nosy because before when she would get distant with me, she would tell me she was talking to an ex or whatever. And then, so then I started getting curious cause then she wasn't telling me. So I started looking in her Facebook and stuff and 
which that's what where the sabotaging part comes in is if mm-hmm. I was sabotaging myself by doing it. Right. You know, I, I know she would never cheat on me. I know, I mean, I just, there's no right intimacy, no passion, no nothing. So that's the problem, then, right? You know, You're between, trying to find, right. What, well, you know, in between all the books that I've read and everything like that, it's like, you know, we have a good relationship everywhere else, but in the intimacy part department. And it's like, you know, I read one book that had the 80-20 concept, you know, would you give up the 80% that you have to go get the 20%, you mm-hmm. know, that you're missing? Where, you know, and you may miss out on that other 80%. And, you know, and I just conflict with myself so many times. I mean, like I said, I've read so many books mm-hmm. and listened to you and all of this other stuff that, you know, with her talking to her exes, I feel like it's not in the benefit of us because it's putting her where her relationships ended. I mean, she had people right. cheat on her. I got it. And stuff like that. Okay. And so it's, you know, I just at a loss. Okay. I got it. Okay. So let me, let me understand this. So you're what, how long were you married to your wife for? 14 years? Is that what you said? We, we, we were med- married for 13 years. 13 yeah. years. And then you said that she passed away um, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago. Okay, and that sounds like that was a really tough time, I'm, I'm sure. So, wow, you've been through a lot. And so then you started dating two weeks later, you started dating this other woman. Yeah. Which, okay, to me, there's a few things going on here. I feel like that's really soon to jump into something else. And I'm not sure that, that you've done all the healing that you need to do about um, losing, losing your wife. That's pretty quick, 14 months that she was sick. And uh-huh. I understand that sense of being home and like not wanting to be alone. And like, it just feels so good to be with somebody, to be with anybody, you know, than to be alone with your feelings and grieving. And so that was the first thing I heard when you said this, you're like two weeks later. And it, it's, it's pretty much a requirement, like this healing and this grieving process. Have you been in therapy at all? Have you talked to anybody about, you know, losing your wife? And um, When she was sick, yeah, because, I mean, like I said, she had cancer mm-hmm. for 14 and a half months. We were told in the beginning it was, non-curable mm-hmm. so you know i ha- you know i started grieving at that point because okay. the cancer she had was she was only supposed to live six to nine months mm. okay. and you know and she lasted 14 and a half months right so i was talking to a counselor through all of that because you know the, through the whole grieving process yeah. with the anger and all of that yeah, you know good. i went okay. through all of that process with you know through the counselor and with that all right um you know she tried setting me up with people that she knew mm-hmm. before she passed because she knew she knew that if I didn't start seeing somebody that I probably wouldn't have been too far behind her because I wouldn't have taken care of myself. Mm. I mean, I didn't take care of myself the 14 and a half months she was sick because, mm. of, you know, between working and right. taking care right. of her, right. you know, I didn't take care of myself. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad that you did some work around that. And then, so you move into this new relationship. And so with this woman, the sex was great at the beginning? Part Well, we didn't, we've never had sex, but she would let me... You know, she would let me go down on her. She would go down on me. We would pull around and no. then probably like three months into it, but two months into it, it just like stopped. Okay. So she's been your girlfriend for two years, but you haven't had sex yet. No. Okay. So to me, I feel like maybe she's not your, I mean, that, don't you think that's interesting that you haven't had sex? Why do you think you haven't had sex? Well, I mean, it, you know, every time we've brought it up, it's always, there's always been an excuse. You know, first it was, she was unhappy in the place she was living in. Then it was, you know, her daughter was living with us because we've moved in and got a place to rent, you know, rent together so we could, you know, cut down on. Okay. Costs so you of, taking you know, care living. of her, mostly you paying for her, her life, her, her kids. 
Yeah, well, her daughter was there, and then her daughter moved to Hawaii, and mm-hmm. then, I mean, it was just an excuse after an excuse after yeah. an excuse, yeah. and... This doesn't sound like a really healthy relationship for me, because I, I, I'm telling you, like, you guys moved in together right away, you haven't had, inter- like, you have never had sex, you've only gone down on her a few times, and she's, you know, might be stringing you along and talking to her ex-boyfriends, and... I don't know what, I mean, I didn't read the messages, but to me, it just sounds like it's not a healthy uh, relationship. It doesn't even really sound like it's a relationship if you're not having sexual relations at all, or you're not having intimacy and you're not communicating very well. So I don't even think it's about fixing the sex life. I feel like you actually do need some time. The fact that you're living with her right after, you know what I mean? You're with your wife for, for 14 years. Do you know what I'm saying here? I feel like it's not about that. I feel like you need to uh, live on your own. And, and learn how to take care of yourself and figure out what you what you really want in a relationship moving forward. But I don't think this sounds healthy. Okay. Okay? You should be having sex. Okay. You should want to. You can't, you've gone down on her a few times, you know what I'm saying? So I know that's, tough, that's well, I've, tough. I've gone down I've gone down on her quite a few times. And you know, and every time I do, I mean, she has an orgasm every time. And she's told me, you know, because like when it, in the beginning, it was once a night, once every night, every right. you know. Could be in the morning, you know, but she has an orgasm. No, that's great. She told me that she's never had anybody give her oral or, you know, with the finger, right. give her an orgasm like I've given her. Right. That's amazing. But I don't know why, you know, why you guys aren't having sex. And how is she younger than you? It, well, pardon me? How, uh, is she young? How many, how old is she? You're 43. How old is she? she she's 46. Okay. So she's older than you. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, to me that you guys live together, you're not having sex. I feel like you need to, um, there's some changes you got to make in this relationship. So I would just be honest with her. Like if you guys want to work on your relationship, work on the sex life, it's not even about the ex-boyfriends, but to me, it doesn't sound very healthy. And I'd really like you to, you can take care of yourself. Like, and I think that would really help you right now to learn what that means, how to nurture yourself, how to take care of yourself. And then you'll be able to figure out what you want and move into a healthy relationship. Okay. Okay, William, can you do that? (laughs) I can do that. Okay. That's what that's that's she got to do here. I don't like this. Doesn't sound good to me. She's not treating you well at all. And you sound like a really loving man and you take care of her. Yeah. You need to be with someone who respects you and who loves you and who appreciates all the love that you have to give. And you're not with that person right now. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, William. Thanks for calling in. I got you. you. Keep me posted. Okay. Take care of yourself. Okay. Bye. Man, that is tough, you guys. But really, I think it's so hard. I'm so glad that I had a chance to talk to William because really a lot of times we're just sitting in these things by ourselves and we're trying to figure out what's wrong and sometimes just saying it out loud and talking like, William, this is not a girlfriend. You know, it's true. Like we can make excuses. I think a lot of us do that. And so um, I think it's really helpful to pull, pull back and we have to realize like, we deserve to be loved the way that we love, you know, and we deserve to be treated the way we want to be treated. And we all deserve that. And we can all have that. We just have to demand it. We have to realize um, exactly what we want and how we want to feel. So thank you, William. Okay, we have Mike. He's 27 from Chicago, and he wants some advice on some intimacy. And his wife might only want sex for procreation. So we need to talk to him about that. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going, Emily? I'm good. How are you? Tell me what's going on. How can I help you? Let's break this down. Good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you'll... I've been with my wife for about uh, you know five years now. Uh, we, we've been married for the last year and a half, and uh, you just kind of consistently you know seen the trend kind of going down that you know, tend to be intimate a little less frequently, mm-hmm. and then even when we are intimate, uh, you know just kind of her desire or willingness to be open to trying new things, especially foreplay. It's one of the big things. You know, I'm really for foreplay. Mm-hmm. And uh, good, you're my man. She just doesn't seem to ever really be super receptive of it and uh, I, over the past couple of months I've kind of figured out that it's in, through conversations with her that 
uh, it's it kind of comes down to her. She has, I feel like she has a very negative, uh, self body image mm-hmm. and then also just, uh, issues as far as, uh, you'll lack of self confidence. Right. And I uh, was just wondering if you had any suggestions on ways I might be able to help improve that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, well, the thing is about self confidence and body image, I mean, that's an inside job. So that's something that she's going to have to work on and you can definitely be there and support her. And I'm sure that you tell her how beautiful she is and how attracted to you are, which is great. I think that we all want to hear that. But the fact that this circles around her feeling like she's not in the mood for sex because she doesn't feel great about her body is something that's probably been going on, you know, a long time, probably even before you guys got together. I don't know. Was there something that changed recently with her, with her health or with her, her body or anything? No, not, not, not really. I mean, you know, I'm, this is more just a general trend over the, you know, the, you know, out of the five years I've known her, you know, the last four years, yeah, I kind of exclude these past seven months uh, just because, you know, we, you, we are expecting our first kid. So obviously, oh. you know, pregnancy affects you know, a lot of her hormones and whatnot. But even just but you, even before right. you know, we decided to have kids, it's kind of still the same. You know, it consistently kind of got a little less, a little more sporadic, right. a little uh, less frequent. And just, you know, a lot of the physical intimacy is kind of just... Uh, even just, you know, basic, you know, hugging, touching, you know, kissing, making out, you know, right. not, not even full-blown sex has kind of gone Dwindled. by the wayside. Yeah, so yeah, which is, you know, just so you know, it's, it's very typical for, for a long-term relationship. It's common for this to happen in a relationship, but it sounds like um, also like you're wanting intimacy, you're wanting connection. And right now she's pregnant. So how many months pregnant is she? Uh, she's now uh, beginning her eighth. Eight, uh, okay. Month. So she's she's um she's close. So I think that really I yeah. mean there's got to be I feel like it could be about body image you know it could be a lot of those things but also I'm wondering if there's ways that she would like that that would make her feel more connected to you if you guys I mean right now with the kid we can get into like you know after the baby like it's going to be a little bit while, a little while but which I think what she's going to need from you is to really feel like you're there for her and you're holding space and you're supporting her and maybe just like giving to her and not expecting to to receive anything back. So if it's, you know, giving mm-hmm. her massages, like foot massage, um, you know, helping her around the house when the baby comes, like being very responsive to all of that. Have you guys talked about your sex life? I mean, I know you said that she's, you've kind of figured out that it's about body image issues, but does she, you know, you've kind of brought it up to her before how important it is to you? Yeah, that- yeah. We've been very open and you know, You've been communicating a lot you know, over the last, especially the last three years mm-hmm. uh, since I started kind of noticing a change. And, uh, you know, she says, you know, a lot of it is, you know, she just wants me to be more, you know, more patient and that it's just something that she's got to work on. Uh, you know, every now and then she'll say, you know, we'll, we'll have talks and she'll say, okay, you know, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to do more of this. And then, you know, the weeks will go by and, you know, she'll, keep telling me that she wants to do this. Right, stuff. right. So, well, it's you know, really, I okay, I got approach it. approach it in different ways. I get it. It's yeah, really it's hard not, to change behavior. So, for example, what does she say she wants she's going to do? Uh, for for instance, like she, for instance, she, she says that she wants to, you know, try giving me blowjobs more frequently. Mm-hmm. Right. And she doesn't because she so, doesn't even know where to start. Like she's not yeah. in the mood. She walks. The, so I feel like what we have to work on is, is you like getting her aroused because men and women are so different, right? Like you're turned on. She's not just going to walk in and be like, I'm going to give you a blowjob when she's not even thinking about sex. She's not feeling sexual. So that's why I think this all has to go back to you giving what you want to get. So more intimacy, more touching, more back rubs with like 
even taking sex off the table, she's not just going to walk in and give you a blowjob. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I thought you were going to say, because yeah, what I yeah. think is she's got to get really comfortable with her body. So she actually needs to be, you know, masturbating more and, and touching herself and figuring out what makes her feel good. But mm-hmm. she's probably not going to be doing that right now. She's going to have a new baby. So I feel like it's going to be stuff that you're going to be giving to her and then maybe eventually some mutual masturbation. So you guys can both, like, you're there in the moment and you're both getting turned on together. Because again, it's this whole getting her turned on and aroused and ready for sex and making her feel comfortable and safe with you, like nurturing, giving to her, and then she'll be able to give back to you. So I feel like it's the way you approach it. Like having it to, like like if her like to-do list is blowjob, I don't think it's going to happen. It needs to be more of like a, let's just connect. I want to feel connected to you. I want to make you feel good. And, And figuring that out. Because once she feels good and she feels better her body and she's, you know, enjoying sex and feels connected to you, then it'll just come back, come right back to you and you'll start getting those blowjobs and feeling connected to her. And if there's yeah, no change in it, it, you know, and if it really is like going out with her body image, just like, I mean, she gets some therapy, she, she could talk about it, but you you can't solve it for her. Do you know what I'm saying? As much as you mm-hmm. try and you love her. Okay. But I think that just, so just, 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 yeah, just be patient and you'll try to do your, you know, the variety of tips you said, you're like massage. Massage uh, is amazing. To, like just, just say nothing. Yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> Sorry. Were you saying something else? Um, yeah, massage, massaging her feet, nurturing, taking care of her women, like relaxing her. She's probably stressed out. Like just getting rid of all that tension, drawing her a bath, like doing those things for her that make her feel in her body and make her feel connected. And then um, it'll your your intimacy and your connection will, will hopefully come back. So oh, just perfect. the approach. Okay, well, good luck and congratulations on the baby, Mike. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Keep me posted. Have a good right, night. Bye. Thanks. Bye. It's funny, I get a lot of emails from men who are, who are um, expecting their first child or second child and the, their wife is pregnant. I think it gives them time to like pause and think about like what's going on in our relationship, you know, what's really happening. And I think that um, a lot of couples kind of lose their way. They lose this this connection that they once had and the intimacy. And I think that um, just like the anal sex thing, if you take sex off the table and you just bring back the touching, the cuddling, the kissing, you guys like, why is making out one of the first thing that goes in a relationship? If you kind of bring all that stuff back and you work on that stuff and the other sex will, will, will heal itself and will come around. So that's the case there. Thank you, Mike. Okay, we have Anthony. He's 31 from Boulder and his girlfriend wants to try a male, female, male threesome. And he's a little on the fence. Hi, Anthony. Hi, how you doing? I'm so good. How are you doing? I want to help you out with this. Tell me what's going on. Um, yeah, so my girlfriend and I have been dating for about two years, and um, we both have been in open relationships before. So, yeah, we started out our relationship, you know, kind of bringing others into our uh, bedroom, so to speak. So we've had a lot of configurations of, you know, male, female, Female threesomes, foursomes with couples, um, foursomes with just friends of ours. Hmm. Um, you guys are a good time. And participated okay. in orgies before. So um, the next configuration that we want to try is male, female, male threesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't seem to wrap my head around um, the insecurities that I'm feeling going into actually like searching for um, a third to bring in. Okay. Tell me about um, those insecurities. What are you feeling? It's kind of weird because I haven't really ever felt these insecurities with other people that we've hooked up with before. You know, like guys in a couple don't really give me any insecurities. Um, but for some reason, just the idea of bringing in a third guy just like makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. Um, like feeling like you're like you feel like you're gay or like you'd have to perform on him or more like insecure mm-hmm. about like your 
pleasure? Like if he would please her more than you or because I know I a lot of guys are like, I don't want another penis there. Like with me, you know, like one dick in the room, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't I don't think it's um, it's the uh, them pleasing her in a different way or better than I am, because I've seen her get pleased by many different individuals and I very much enjoy it. Um, I think it's it's more um, the guy's intention in the threesome. And it might be just like the people that we've interacted with trying to bring them in. Oh, okay. Um, his intention. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. What do you think his intention could be um, in, in your so worst case I think scenario? A lot of the time. So we found um, a lot of these potential thirds on, you know, social media, like social dating sites uh-huh. and stuff like um, Tinder and Field. I yeah, believe. Field. It's Field is taken off. Grindr. Yep. And, and just to feel like the, the guys that respond, usually they, um, they just might not be quality, quality guys. Like they try to flirt with her separately, text her separately, interact with her separately. And that's where I get um, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm uncomfortable with her or thinking that she's going to leave me for these guys or something like that. But that it's not like a group effort, right? If you understand. What okay. I mean. So here's my question: How's your relationship right now with your girlfriend? Um, fantastic. Okay. It's, um, it's absolutely great. She actually, um, we were dating long distance for about three months, um, and she finally moved here to Boulder, and okay. um, she's been here for like I don't know a week, week, um, yeah, almost a week. So, so you guys have been um, together. Yeah. You've been to only you've been together three and a half months. Um, no, we were separated for two and a half months. We've been together for like. Uh, two years. Okay, got it. I just want to make sure because sometimes if some of these insecurities could be coming because, well, you kind of got a sense that maybe she, you know, was dating or flirting with other men and you found it out. Because mm-hmm. to me, like, you would have to have a lot of confidence to have, like, the orgies and the foursomes and all that. And the fact that this one, that there's some guys mm-hmm. who seem like they're flirting and they're not being really respectful to me is just like, I was thinking that maybe you guys were in a place that gave you pause or something happened where she was with another guy and didn't tell you, or there was like a cheating incident that's giving you a little insecurity around this, but it sounds like that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I have been cheated on a bunch before, which I'm kind of thinking is, yeah. is where not by her, uh-huh. but by other women in my past, which right. is kind of. Well, that's what this sounds maybe like. Maybe some of the insecurity is coming in. Absolutely. That's where like that neural pathway in our brain, like you have that path. Like you're like, okay, this is triggering that. This is making me feel like she could cheat. She could leave me. These guys are cheat, you know, are saying these things mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of, it literally just takes like one person cheating on you. And I swear to God, that just can just stick with you until you are in a healthier relationship and you get to work it through. So yeah. it sounds to me like it's triggering that response. Because it seems like you guys are in a trustworthy place. You're not worried about having another, you know, guy there. It's really just about their intention. And so I think that if you're not finding the guys on the app, you know, maybe it has to be like in person or what you could do is, you know, you could just, you know, there might be like swinger party. You're in Boulder, right? There could probably be play parties or you could just go meet people in person. Mm-hmm. But also you could just maybe agree to have coffee with the person first. Um, yeah. And just like let them know, like, this is how we are. This is how we operate. Show up like united, you know, so you could find someone. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you're not ready yet either. Here's the other thing. I think this is like the theme of today's show that we've had other callers too that people, we we pressure ourselves into things because we so badly want to please our partners and we want to do something that makes them feel good. But maybe we're not there yet. Like maybe you're just not there yet. Like maybe you'll have it eventually because it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of fun things, but you're not ready for it yet. And I think it might be helpful to let her know that that's what you think it is. 
you know, and it might it be is. relief. And then she'd be like, oh, I get it, babe. Let's try to find someone who's a good guy who's who, who isn't making those kind of moves that feel kind of sketchy. So I think you just got to be open and honest about it and don't pressure yourself into it if you're not ready because those situations never come out well, especially with sex. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of feel a little silly that, you know, it's like the last hurdle. It's the only configuration that <laughs> we know. haven't done yet. You guys are amazing. You know. I mean, I feel like you'll do it. But what's the, pre- you know what I mean? Like she just moved there a week ago. Finally, you guys are in the same place. It's really exciting. I feel mm-hmm. like you're like, and now we have to conquer the MFM threesome. Like, uh, I mean, I think you can mm-hmm. and you will. But it sounds like, you know, this has come up for you and it's triggering some emotions that maybe you could talk to her about. And, you know, I think that there's other ways to find guys like that aren't like that. You might have to keep looking though. But while you're looking to find that guy who doesn't kind of make those things known, maybe it's a guy who's in an open relationship himself. You know what I'm saying? Not just a single guy, but a guy who's in an open relationship who wants to experience this or just someone that you trust, but you'll find that person. But also, you know, if this is your girlfriend, you love her, like, I think it'd be helpful to share with her that this comes up for you that this is a, a spot mm-hmm. for you that that has some tenderness and um, that's been an issue for you in the past. Just let her know that that's what it's about. Yeah. And it's not that you don't trust yeah, her. Yeah, I will. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, Thanks. I think you're going to get, this will happen for you, Anthony, soon enough, but just go easy on yourself and have fun. I mean, I don't even think I need to tell you that, but Jesus, sounds like you're having a great time. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> you're my heroes. So, yeah, thanks for the call. Okay, of course. Thank you. Bye, Anthony. I think that that is the theme of the show. I think that we are all trying to pressure ourselves and we want, we want to please our partners and we're trying to, you know, kind of to advance to places where we're just not ready yet. And I appreciate that we all have so much love and we want to feel, you know, desired by our partners, but you got to listen to your body. I mean, you really, like our bodies have all the information that we need. And I think a lot of us are just, we're so in our heads, we're not connected and we don't even know why we're doing certain things and sex doesn't feel good. It's like, that's, where you get the information. So slow down, breathe. Don't force yourself into any sexual situation that you're just not ready for. It's okay. Like I always say, there's not like a sex police that's going to come and knock on your door and say, you have not had a male, male, female threesome yet. What is wrong with you guys? You guys are all putting all this pressure on yourself. So first and foremost, feel good about yourself, where you're at with your partner, talk to them a little bit more about this. I think they will respect you, understand you, and then you'll get more insight into yourself and you'll take the steps necessary that you need to really have that healthy sex life. Try that new thing when you're ready. No pressure, as I like to say, especially not the pressure on yourself. I think we're all really hard on ourselves, including me. I'm very hard on myself. But not right now. I love you all. I actually feel very good right now. That was a great show. Thank you, everybody, for calling and for emailing and for being available and just for being just amazing listeners and for um, reaching out. And I love reading all your messages and for following me on social media. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all at Sex with Emily. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Jamie, our interns, Shannon and Miley, producer Lark and Michael. And thanks everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Hey guys, we need to talk. Don't worry, I'm not breaking up with you. I just want to talk about your prostate. I know you might think it's not for you, but a lot of men will totally back me up on this. Prostate stimulation can create stronger and more intense orgasms and help you stay harder longer. Think about it. It's a whole realm of pleasure you're not tapping into. And I've got the perfect thing to get you started. The Black Pearl from Vibratex. The Black Pearl is a slender, vibrating prostate massager that's sleek design and shape makes it the perfect introduction to anal play. Whether you use it alone or with a partner, it will change your world. Seriously, you've never had an orgasm like this before. To see the Black Pearl or the video I made about it, go to Vibratex.com. That's V-I-B-R-A-T-E-X dot com. You won't regret it.